we want to take a quick minute up top to let you guys know we've just started a Patreon for Moms Art 2. So if you want to help and support the show, just tap on the link in the episode description or go to patreon.com slash momsart2. And once you're signed up, you'll get access to commercial-free video episodes, monthly live streams, live chats, and even the occasional peek behind the curtain. All right, on to the show. (laughs) (laughs) We are just two moms in search of inspiration while creating questionable comedy. Moms are too. (laughs) Silly. Each week in the month of February, we celebrate Black History Month by sharing with you just a few of the innumerable contributions Black culture has made to our society. This week, we will be sharing with you three contemporary Black women playwrights that you should know. In 2011, Katori Hall's critically acclaimed play, The Mountaintop, came to Broadway. The play follows the last night of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s life and starred Samuel L. Jackson and Angela Bassett. Hall is a native of Memphis, Tennessee, and was educated at the prestigious Juilliard School. She is also the creator and writer of the hit show, Pea Valley. Suzanne Laurie Parks is not only a playwright, but also a novelist and screenwriter. She made history in 2002 as the first black woman to receive the Pulitzer Prize for Drama for her work, Top Dog, Underdog. Parks is also credited for writing the screenplay for the 2021 biographical film, The United States vs. Billie Holiday. Known for her roles in Black Panther and The Walking Dead, actress Denai Guerrera is also a Tony Award-winning playwright. Her play, Eclipsed, made history as the first Broadway premiere to have an all-black and all-female cast. Make sure you go and check out these amazing women and their plays or even the films and television shows that they have been a part of. And make sure you get out there and support black theater. (laughs) Um, We are here with the beautiful... Anastasia Rukowski. Is it? Do we roll Which is ours? not Spanish, no. No. She's Polish, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Born and bred. Um, Born and bred. Born Polak. and bred Polak. From Salem, Mass. Salem, no, Mass. No. Scott, Mass. Get it oh, right. Oh, my God. I'm it's, so which sorry. Which is next to Salem, Mass. Okay, but, but yeah, you have a lot of like ghost stuff. Yes. So I assume that you're a witch. Ooh, okay. So I we mean, need to have, that's like a whole other episode. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because she really helped with what was going on in my house. I did. She really, she made first contact. After everything came in, she was the one that made first contact to figure out who it was. Well, tell tell everybody how we know Miss Miss, uh, Anastasia. Anastasia and I are related. I always say that. In a very, know, like, what do we 21st say? century version of related. Yeah. yeah. How are we really? You you explain it because your brother calls me his aunt. I mean, and then you hate that, obviously. <laughs> I I kind of am like, I'm always like, oh, well, my grandfather's girlfriend, that feels weird. Right. Partner. Right. Essentially just, yeah, full on. Married, whatever. Okay, let me, hold on. I have wife. to like look at this like on a, so let's just know, pretend she, they were married. Let's just she's pretend my aunt. I would be her aunt. You would be her aunt. So her mom would be my stepsister. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. So, so she's yeah. My aunt. Sorry. I know, but you're. She's like you're, our cool cousin. 
That's right. Because, like, I told Cece that Anastasia was her cousin, and she was like, what? <laughs> it was, like, the best thing ever, right? Because she, Kingston, she thinks Kingston yeah. is good. So, I, we went to uh, Miles' restaurant down in Beverly Who's? Hills. Her brother. Okay. We went to the restaurant where he is a beautiful... Drink maker. Connoisseur of drink yeah. making. Um, it's called something. Mixologist. Beautiful. make drinks. I fucking create. Like, it, like they're in. They're yeah. like art they're pieces art. of There's art. flames. Yes, yeah. and yeah. smoke, and it's beautiful, yeah. and they're delicious. Anyway, he. Uh, we went on to visit him at the restaurant, and as we were walking in, it's kind of a celebrity spot. Like Macy Gray was there while we were there, and all that kind of stuff. Let's, so when we walked I in, I mean, let's calm down. Celebrity Macy Gray. I mean, we only knew it was her because I could hear her voice. Of talking course, you could. She's like this. Yeah. Um, but he introduced me as his aunt, and both Charlie and I went because <laughs> oh we all look like we're like the same age. Did he do it with his Boston accent that he acquired once he moved out to Los Angeles? Oh, is he, does he have an accent? You now? better quit. That's yeah. hilarious. No, I, I love it. I'm gonna listen next time. I don't know. <laughs> um, so what do we? I mean, we can say that I'm your aunt. Yeah, I don't like my it. cool older cousin. Yeah, I'm your cousin. Yeah, you would have like snuck us booze and yeah. taught me how to put on that. You would have, yeah, we would have already been like living together this <laughs> Your mom already did that. Yeah. yeah, that. So her mom is technically my stepsister. Stepsister. Yeah. Anyway, if, so that if was they a long were story. legally married, right? Mm-hmm. If they were legally married, if they were legally married, I don't know if there's common law in Ohio. But they've been together long enough. Yeah, since like I was like ten. Yeah, and you're like fifteen. Yeah. So like five years they've been together. Yeah, pretty much. Um, So we're related, not by blood, but by love. And uh, Anastasia used to live in New York. She's now moved out here. And we're going to ask Anastasia. This is our industry uh, episode. So people can listen in on how it works and how much fun it is. And we're also going to get a lot of inspiration from Anastasia because we need it. And she's active in the industry. And then if you are a Patreon who is an actor or wants to discover more in the industry, you will then make sure that you are at our highest level of Patreon so that you can listen to the next episode, which is functional, um, how to make it work in the industry. She's going to give us insider tracks so you don't have to make the mistakes that she did. She's going to save you time. You will learn uh, a lot about all the functionality and um, practical applications of how to be in the industry. So tune in to the next episode, the follow-up with Miss Anastasia. But for now, we just need inspiration. So we're I will say that. the only connection outside of her just being awesome and us getting along, which yeah. I'll tell you why we get along, is because her birthday is the day after mine. Isn't that true? Which Crazy. is I'm like this surrounded weekend. by air. You two give me life. Our birthdays are this weekend. I'm so excited. excited. And we are exactly 10 years exactly apart. Exactly 10 years apart. You're 25. <laughs> Yes. So young. I can't wait to go to prom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so that's exciting though. Your birthday's Saturday. I don't know. I didn't bring a gift today at all. That's okay. I no, I don't want anything. Up. You know what I want? I want us to go to Disneyland because I got Disneyland passes for my birthday. But you're going to Disneyland. Right, but I have passes, so I can go all year. I can go with you next time. Are we taking kids or what are we doing? No, do? fuck those kids. Why don't we <laughs> why don't we take our weekend away? At Disney and go to California Adventure and we ride roller coasters and get drunk. Do they serve alcohol? They at California Adventure they do. Maybe that's what we do. We and we and we're we sitting sit in line for like hours at a time. Yeah, maybe that's what we do. 
We can see. Last now that I know ago, I can go, no, fuck that. We're going to Cancun or something. We need our passports. Our I'm passports. so going to say, right. don't go to Epcot. Go. Yeah, no. cool. yeah. Yeah. Out here, no, I'm teasing. Okay. I always just laugh at like people. You know what? I Can know. I tell you something? We went to Disney with um, Mom and mm-hmm. Nobby in Disney World. Disney World two years ago in the summer in 20 whatever year it is. And I was then, we were in Florida at the exact same time. Isn't that funny? <laughs> yeah. And we didn't even see each other. But That's I was crazy. on like, But we also live in I was like Fort Myers. So. Um, yeah. So we went and we went to Epcot and my sister and I were both like, this is going to be fucking stupid because we went when we were like 10 or 12 or whatever. And we were like, this is going to be so dumb. And we went and it is an adult amusement park. It is drinking and eating the entire way through. See, my parents were like, just when we, they go on vacation, it's like middle of nowhere or like a city that we can explore. (laughs) So I've only been to Disney World once and it's when I was seven and Nobby and my grandmother, uh, paid for everyone to go and that's how we like went to Disney otherwise I think to this day I still actually never would have gone to Disney World and then I went to Disneyland a couple years ago when I moved out here oh my god yeah you know Disney World is pretty great when we lived in Miami we went a lot like we went like three times I'm sure it is and I was had this I had decided I think I was like seven at the time and I decided that I was scared of roller coasters at that point I had ridden every roller coaster I could have before them but then I was like no I'm not gonna ride Space Mountain and I didn't ride Space Mountain. <laughs> That's horrible. That's okay. I know. It is pretty good. Cece rides Space Mountain. I See, I'm... The fun thing about Disney... You well, guys should have gone with us. Why didn't you go with us? That's dumb. I don't know. That's dumb. Next time. We should That's just be vacationing dumb. together. Done. Yeah. Let's do that. Done. That's that's a dumb thing. We need to stop that shit. Cool. So let's we'll go to the family. Maldives with you too. Is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> right? Actually, right? Have, Forget Disney. Actually, we have our next going one to in, in 2024 is uh, Thailand. We're going to go We're going to, to Japan. Yay. When? When that? So we have decided that um, for our kids' graduation. Of course. Come on up. We just started. Speaking of kids. Hi. Hi, baby. Look at you home on time. Well, I was what? Home. I was home. I was like four minutes ago. Oh, my God. Come here. We're recording. Say We're hi. Recording. Hi. That's seven. Yeah. You're so cute. He's not little anymore. Yeah. And it's weird. Yeah. Thank you. I love you. Did you have fun? Did you work out them biceps? Uh, of course. Did you work out your glutes? I don't want to talk about this <laughs> shit. That <laughs> child is stealing diapers. I'm living tries, in that. We did tries. We did buys. And we did abs. Oh, tries and buys. Watch out. Tries and buys. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Looking good there, Sammy. So, yeah, we have, it's so funny because we have pictures of, like, back in the day when we lived in Panama and we, w- we went and rented that house, remember? And yeah. they're like, yeah, he's walking around in a diaper. Itty bitty, itty bitty. Yeah, with little curly hair. We used to call him Mishmael because he had, like, curly <laughs> sideburns. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. What were we talking about? Uh, you're going to Japan. Going to Japan. So we're we decided that for, no, we, this always, we decided that we were going to gift our kids for their high school graduation. Oh, yay. With anywhere in the world they want to go. And it's Japan? Kai wants to go to Japan. All right. So we are planning, he graduates 2024 and we are already starting to plan the trip to Japan. <laughs> we, awesome. we, we just bought our, uh, our, our tickets for, uh, what's it called? Not, we didn't pay the whole price or anything like that, but he found this deal online for Thailand. I think we're going to, I don't remember, um, off of the East coast down, not in Bangkok. So are you going to meet up with Daryl? If they're still Rosignal? there, yeah. We're going to, we're going to let them know when we're going to be there. And then we'll also tell Nick and Danielle and see if we can all do a thing. Oh, that would be crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's only two years away, so or one year yeah. next, not this year because last year we did it in April, went to the Maldives. Mm-hmm. So not this year, next year mm-hmm. we'll go, but we'll have a stopover in Japan, I'm sure. 
Well, maybe we can. We don't have to vacation together. We can. You well, and I. I was going to say, don't oh, you guys kill each other <laughs> every day? <laughs> yeah, we, but you know what? It. But you know what? Sometimes we feel like. Yeah. Like there are times where it's, it's just work, 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 work yeah. and that we just want to like, can we just hang out? No, can I we just go that. to dinner? I can we just know. like? I think that's such because she's my friend. I know. Well, that's, that's like the marriage thing she's too. Like we friend. like are always kids, 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 and then Charlie and I were like, we need to just like, can we just be like us mm-hmm. again in our yeah. relationship? And so with the work wife, it's the same thing. Like it's work, 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 work all the time, and then we're, you know, and then so we just need like our weekend away that we did two years ago. The boys got us a house in the hills for us to go to. And it was beautiful, and we – it was an experience because we're getting in there. It was fine. It was fine. Uh, but getting in there, and then it was huge. <laughs> it was like, like, In the Hollywood like Hills. In the hills with, like, these balconies and, like, all these things. And she and I slept in the same bed. We slept <laughs> in the same bed. Because I'm like, I'm not sleeping in a girl. Like, just is, being like, yeah, no, this is weird. I don't we're know. Doing. We're not – Well, yeah. the, ma- the main bedroom was, like, huge, and it was cool. It was a whole floor. And yeah. we had the, all of our – that's like where we got ready because we did our photo shoots for Mom's yeah. Art too, mm-hmm. and like we had a whole production weekend and a drunk. We stayed up yeah. to like, like we had six to like in the get morning. to. We had like a. I've known this woman for like over ten years, yeah. and we sat and talked till like four in the morning, standing yeah. in the kitchen, and we still were seeing each other every day <laughs> with wigs that. on. That's amazing. And Trying drunk to do and wigs. And we stood in the, we didn't, we didn't sit down. There was plenty of places to sit down. Yeah. We stood in the kitchen and talked and told like stories that we might not have ever told anybody. Yeah. 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 And but that's, I mean, we need to do that again. Not that yeah. that, not that we need to do house in the hills, but doing something. No, because then when we found out how much that house cost for the weekend, we were, we're like, like, are you oh my God. kidding me? We could have gone to yeah. Panama for five days. Like an all inclusive. Yeah. Flight included, where it was warm and shit. Right. Instead, we had a two nights fucking house in the hills down the street from our house. I know. (laughs) I was actually we were kind of pissed. We were. We found out like the (laughs) next day, as like the day before we were leaving. Somebody said something. One of the boys said something about like, oh well, blah blah blah. Oh, because something happened. We had to ask for like half of a. What doesn't matter. And he was like, well, you'll get half of the owner. He was like, well, I'll give you half of your. Uh, well, we got there. It wasn't that click. Something. It was cleaning, cleaning, like something like they hadn't messed up anywhere. So we contacted them. They hadn't them made the beds. And so we were like, Ew. Yeah, no. And gross. so we called and we were like, listen, we normally wouldn't complain, but it's like COVID. Can yeah. you like come in and no. have somebody clean? So we went and we did something and then came back and then they were cleaning. Anyway, the guy's like, hey, listen, I'm so sorry. We'll refund you. We'll refund you a night. <laughs> And then he said, I'm going to, okay, so you'll get like $1,700 back in your account. And we're like, I'm fucking sorry. What? I'm sorry. What was that? One night was $1,700. Like, <laughs> so we were pissed. Oh, we were so pissed. We were like, are you fucking kidding me? So we were like, yeah, we're, we're but, but we still, I mean, we had a good time. The memory is there. Well, of course. But still, I told my husband, I was like, you know what, next time we like It's not a $3,000 memory. It should have fucked was Especially when we had to shoot. Our own marketing videos yeah. and footage, and yeah, we it's worked. It's fine. Have an unusual name? Do people always misspell it? Well, at Starbucks, it's your chance to be whoever you want to be. Don't give us your real name when you order that triple shot tall blonde roast latte with almond milk extra hot light foam. Today, be John or Pam. Feel who that person might be when you hear that name called out. Maybe Pam has a limp, 
What if John is meeting his mistress? So next time you come in, remember, we will misspell your name and pronounce it wrong so you stand waiting for your drink because you don't think it's ready. Please, make it easy on us because we have enough to remember with your triple shot tall blonde roast latte with almond milk extra hot light foam. Starbucks, be somebody else today. So we have Anastasia here. So Anastasia. (laughs) (laughs) And she is beautiful and delightful and a lovely human being. And we love working with her. So let's hear about you. Tell us about who you are. Where did, how, when did you start theater? Yeah, well, like, like give it a little framing. She's, not only is she a theater lover yeah. and trained classically and contemporary and improv, she's yeah. also now here and diving into and has been an executive development of yeah. television and film. And yeah. um, so it'll be, and now she's partnering with us yeah. um, with Blind Toe Productions and theater. Us. I know! <laughs> theater and production. What and the so fuck is she thinking? We're really excited to share her story as to how we bamboozled her into working with yeah. us. Um, wow, that... I feel very accomplished. You are. <laughs> you are accomplished. It's always like when you go to like. No matter what my mom says. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway. Oh yeah. So gross. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So gross. Uh, no, I. It's like it's funny whenever you fill out like what are your special skills and you're like, well, I can walk, sort of. <laughs> I can. <laughs> that's my hello. skill. Listen, <laughs> list everything. They gave me a license, so I guess right. I can drive. Uh, no, I. Uh, yeah. Thank you for that. That was lovely. Um, she is accomplished, though. I think sometimes we forget how much we've actually it's done. It's true. I actually just today had, I got on another casting website because, you know, one's not enough. Uh, and I went through the special skills and I was like, I've ridden a horse before. Yeah. That yeah. goes on there. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Yeah, I can uh, ride a horse. Well, a pro. Yeah. I was like, what like, class is my license? C class? Yeah, a boat? I've been on a boat. Check. <laughs> Check. I didn't fucking drive a boat. Yeah, so, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, that's, anyway, backtracking. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I've been obnoxiously into performing and being a center of attention for a very long time. Uh, my parents used to have these like epic rager parties at our house because I grew up in this like awesome big house. And uh, I would make this party with full adults. I mean, like, you know, 50 to 100 people. I would make oh them God. all stop and watch me like perform to bring oh my spears. God, and it. was, I'm sure it was great for them. Obviously, they got to see greatness in the yeah. making. Yes, they did. <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh, I, I really, uh, I watched the 1994 Secret Garden, um, which I like, my mom bought me the VHS because I was always a big reader. And uh, I took a turn. I was like, I want to do this. And she's like, you want a garden? Great, let's go. And I'm like, no, no, I want to like be in the movie. And the next day she took me to Boston Children's Theater and signed me up for classes. Oh my God, you have such a good parent. (laughs) She was really great. I I have two brothers. We're literally a year apart from each other. We're essentially Irish triplets. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, Emerson and Miles are definitely. Yeah. yeah, it was. She fed us all off the same spoon of chicken. You know, yeah. so we all got chicken pox at the same time and all oh, that sort yeah. of stuff. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so she kind of just like took me and threw me into acting class and would take me into Boston twice a week. And um, what kind of drive is that from where you? It's at? not okay. So the funny thing is, is like. My parents always treated Boston as if, like, it's just right there because it's, like, a 20-minute drive into the city. And, like, we would go for dinner. we do blah, blah. But, like, you ask some people in San Scott, it's, like, you went to Boston for dinner? And it's, like, yeah, you went to Lawrence for pizza. Like, what are you talking about? Like, that's 40 minutes. Like, whatever. So uh, it was great growing up there because, like, my parents just – I had access to a great city which was you know perfect little city to grow up in and then I knew the city really really well by the time I left uh to go to college and it's just like a perfect little capsule That's city awesome. yeah so so what was your first just I mean we're gonna move ahead to your yeah. your New York experiences but what was your first like um theater experience in or whatever experience in Boston that made you go I'm moving to New York or was there one or was it just an accumulation of like then I just do this next because you went to school right well I did go I went to school um I school was uh I went to this little liberal arts college in New Jersey it was literally the last choice school I auditioned for all the BFA programs and I didn't get into any of them and I was heartbroken uh but it actually turned out to be better because I don't really feel like I'm any further up behind or in front of other people I whenever like I'm talking to a young actor I always tell them like you have to go to college like you have to I think that's really important because one like college just kind of teaches you how to be an adult (laughs) and have an adult conversation and if you don't finish whatever but like I think it's important to go live on your own in a safe space for the first half of it and then I always encourage people to study abroad too if they can because that also just like opens your eyes and whatnot but um I always wanted to live in New York City or London London's an impossible ask because you know citizenship and all that sort of stuff but uh for now for now it's early it's early working on it um but yeah New York was always like I want to do theater I want to go live in New York City that's what I thought too, and yeah. then I came to California, and I was like, "Oh no, fuck that!" <laughs> um, no, I literally was like, "I'm moving to New York, and I'm gonna have a loft with an elevator as my door, and I'm gonna do Broadway, and I like the dirty, grungy city." <laughs> and then I came to LA. Yeah, as like, a pretty as like a, Yeah, I was like a twenty-something because I came here when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. I came here in my twenties, and I was like. Oh, oh no, 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 no! Because yeah. see, I went to American Academy of Dramatic Arts, mm-hmm. which they also have in New York. Yeah, and that, so I was planning on doing New York but then when I came here I was like oh no I went to the beach I went to the sun I'm warm yeah. no, like it fed me no yeah. that was that was never a thing for me I wanted like cold brick buildings oh. and I my parents you grew up in it too I did grow yeah. up in it and like my parents would take us to New York every once like New York was also something we would go to we had family who lived there it's so an hour flight yeah I mean, I mean we like, would drive it was yeah. like a four-hour drive and so also, like, the city of New York wasn't super foreign, but my first uh, – okay, so I went freshman summer of college. I worked back home, and then my sophomore year, I got uh, an internship, and my dad drove me down to my first apartment in Brooklyn, and mm. oh, my God. I Yeah, I want it, it to be that gasp, oh. but, like, it was not because <laughs> – Brooklyn is lovely, but we lived all the way down in Bay Ridge, which is a lovely place. If you have any listeners, I'm not 
Judging oh, but is it far? It is so far. There was one train. <laughs> it doesn't feel like New York anymore. It like yeah. is right next to Coney Island. And but like the funny thing is, is that he dropped me at this apartment. I lived in one room with like t- my two other friends, and uh, I took a picture in front of the door. And my dad showed the picture to my mom, and she's like, "You left her there? <laughs> what?" And he's like, "She's gonna learn. She's gonna be great." And like it was just like half a lock on the door, but like yeah. obviously it was like, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it literally. My yeah, mother was more There was already some guy outside. <laughs> she in the like, background. You left her Poking there? his head in. <laughs> Did you see that man? Um, and fine. He'll get the mail. Exactly. <laughs> so that's, that's Bob. He's like the neighborhood watch. Don't yeah, worry yeah. about it. Yeah. Watching um, you. Yeah, right? Now that but you was, learn and you learn quick. Harlem. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, I'm going to just lean over here with this. I don't even know who this is, but I'm going to just like. It's everybody's. Um, um, but yeah, that was my first summer was in Brooklyn and then again nothing against Brooklyn but I was like I'll never live in Brooklyn again I will only live in Manhattan our producer (laughs) is in Brooklyn and I'm sure it's wonderful no I'm sure I'm I'm sure it is wonderful (laughs) no but when you want to live in New York and you are a fresh face moving there and you want to be around that busyness and hyper and in it and in the mix and stuff I feel like your expectations being in New York and being in certain parts of Brooklyn, like that's what I was about to say. You might have if landed, I was in Williamsburg or Bushwick yeah. or like you know, right. some, Dumbo yeah, or something, or like something yeah. cool yeah. like that. Then I feel like it would have been just a little different. But like when the N, the Never, uh, would go local at night, it would literally take two hours it to get home and you know you can't do that as no. like a young woman no, walking no. alone at night no, so no, 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 yeah yeah it kind of cramped the style a little bit but it was perfect because i mean literally all i could do was go up but <laughs> that's right that's right girl you yeah. only yeah. go up yeah so uh that was my first summer that i lived in new york and then after that Every other summer I was living there and then I was there for about eight years. In Brooklyn? Wow. No. Where so did I, you end up? Uh, the final resting spot was uh, East Harlem. Um, okay. Uh, 103 in Lex and fifth floor walk up. Every oh, single one times. of my friends yes, was on girl. a fifth floor walk up. Yeah. Uh, I had a really good butt. <laughs> right? Now. Right. And I, it, I was on the third, I was you, on the third floor. You just don't up. forget things. Yeah. You're like, well, I'll live without my phone today. You're <laughs> like, oh, well, I'll live without. Yeah, you leave. This. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, Do I really need toilet paper? Yeah. I have napkins. Yeah. We lived on the yeah. third floor of a apartment building. Mm-hmm. It was a walk-up as yeah. well. And, and then it Where, had a loft. Here? No, in Indianapolis. Oh. And then it had a loft in our building. Yeah. It was a one bedroom with a loft, which was where my husband's DJ equipment, like all his stuff was. So back then, though, in Indianapolis, the clubs close at like 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're not actually out of there till like 4. Right. So and then oh, we would yeah. go eat. So he would DJ and I would always just like be there because I was a sidekick. Really, I was the crate carrier of records. That's exactly right. right. Yeah. Like I helped, but yeah, it'd be like four four thirty in the morning, five in the morning, and we're carrying crates, multiple uh, crates, and yep. DJ equipment up through four flights at that point because yeah. you get in three flights and then you take it up to the loft. <gasps> yeah, so there were times I totally it wasn't New York, it was Indianapolis. But, but you know what though, <laughs> I, feel like I was like four o'clock. My those apartment clubs is closed. That's how oh, yeah, 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 that's too. when I moved to LA. I was like, what the hell? That's, that's like happening. Midnight. What's yeah. happening? I was yeah, working in crazy. Chicago and making so much fucking money. Yeah, same in Indianapolis. And then I moved to LA. Same, same in Cleveland. Thing. Same in Cleveland too. I like on Saturday nights. I was pissed if I walked with us to like three fifty. I was oh, like pissed. Pissed. Yeah. And I got here and I was like, I'm sorry, one hundred fifty dollars a shift. Right. Yeah. Right. Right? Facts. 
Vegas. Because it closes so soon. What the fuck? That I was just yeah. finally adjustment. went into fine dining and I was making that. I was making that finally. But then it was like five tables. It, yeah. Well, no, but even with five, like a five table night where I yeah. worked. Yeah, instead of like the eight hour like shift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah. it was a little, actually a little easier. But yeah. cocktail and It was meal, actually no. easier. No, cocktail and fucking sucks. But yeah, in Chicago, my first apartment was. I don't know if I've ever told you this story. Can I tell this story? Do you mind? Yeah. Uh, my first apartment in Chicago was uh, in on the north side, and it was not in the greatest neighborhood. And uh, it was a three floor walk up, and we were on the top. Nobody was in the middle, and Twee was our landlord on the bottom. She yeah, was like this little Filipino lady, and she lived by herself. And so Missy and I, um, we lived on the third floor, and I remember being in there. She, I moved in in, in July or June, and she moved in in August or something like that. And I remember being there for the first month, and we had the one little on our door and I remember being like I mean I'm fine because like, nobody's kind of, coming up here nobody's coming up here <laughs> yeah, although we did have one guy peeing downstairs oh. in the front yard little tiny yard with a gate around it and then he was peeing there and Missy and I were like oh that's weird that guy's peeing in our yard and then he came all the way up to the third floor and was knocking on our door like all like for like 25 oh, minutes for like a long time at night like it was like midnight 2 in the morning something like that and she was like do you know who that is and I'm like no and so we just waited because he must have just gone to the wrong house. And then Twee called us and she was like, do you know that gentleman? And I, we were, or she didn't say it like that. But she said it very whatever. And we were like, no. And she was like, okay, just keep your door locked. And we were like, okay. But like we had a, we had the heaters, the steam heaters. Yeah. And like if we used the microwave, we couldn't use the hair dryer at the same time. Oh, like yeah. Shit, I, da, 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 and, but I, I didn't ever, I never noticed the walking up and down. Like at the time... I would just pack my groceries, 10 bags, oh, yeah. up each arm. Yeah. It's just something, it's part it's of your day. You do. It's just yes. like you have yes. to go home. That's if I didn't do it now, day. I'd be like, we're fucking moving. No. I don't deserve this. No, it's I don't want any But if you do no. it in your 20s, you're kind of like, this is just how it goes. It's your life. Yeah. 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 I love it. Um, so you got into working in theater. Yeah. I uh, went to New York to be an actor and yes. whatnot. Um, my parents were always like emotionally 100% supportive of like yeah. anything and everything I wanted to do. But it was like, you got to pay your own way, kid. Like we, you know, God forbid we'll figure something out, but like we yeah. can't, which uh, – I obviously I don't blame them for it was right. great, but like I I found it really hard to succeed in a sense because um, it's hard to be creative when mm. you need to make money yeah. and you when you eat. need to eat yeah. and you need to ride the metro to go yeah. to an yeah. audition or you need to get headshots. What well, shit? Well, I can't get. Can I swear? Yeah, of course. Yeah. What are you um, talking to? Uh, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, it's do I get headshots or like, do I, you know, get groceries, get groceries or shit, my boots mm-hmm. are broken. Like I need, because yeah. you know, you're walking everywhere. Um, but I started nannying and that oh. was a really great way to kind of be flexible, but, um, you know, have my mornings free so then I could ha- go pick yeah. the kids up. Um in the afternoon, but it was always heartbreaking when you would go to. How those. did that work? With you were okay, so if you were you were nannying, and maybe we'll get this into the second episode, but just give us a taste of how that worked with. 
It didn't, it didn't, because I, you know, if I got an audition, I would always get like a morning audition or would ask for one. Uh, and it would sometimes work out. And then if I would go to like one of those like crazy EPA open calls where, you know, you're sitting in the fishbowl and you're just waiting to be called, it was always heartbreaking because like I would have to leave at 2 30, you know, I'd get there at 6 a.m., sign my name up, then go get my yeah. coffee, then I would come back and I would sit in the fishbowl and wait. And but I would always have to leave at, you know, two to go pick the kids up at 3.30. And that was always kind of a bummer. And the fact that you even had to wait that long. Oh, it's, I mean, if you got seen at all. Right. But when you're desperate, you kind of do shit. Yeah. And that's what you're there for. And that's what I was there for. So um, I I went in just wanting to be straight, like an actor, like straight actor. Mm -hmm. That's all I wanted to do. Um, And I wasn't like finding roles for me. Yeah, uh, I am a plus size actress and that's what it is and it's fine. And so I started um, kind of writing stuff for myself and then mm-hmm. I got a co-writer and she and I produced two shows there. And they the one that was fully produced was well, well met and recognized and nominated for some very small awards. <laughs> but, that's you know, it's a clout nonetheless. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so that's how I kind of got into writing was I really that came out that's that came after so what brought you what made you make the decision to move to LA um I like you so much (laughs) (laughs) even when I'm bossy (laughs) or thinking um so (laughs) my brothers both lived out here Mm -hmm. Uh, and it used to be like LA over my dead body. Why would I ever leave New York City? Of course. Never want to leave New York. Uh, and for the record, I miss New York daily. Do you? I do. You miss cold weather? Yeah. Like, Ooh. I, I, I know, it's fine. Just, I always say, I got cold just from you saying cold. cold I know, I know, my butt felt cold. I was cold. like, oh, and I was like, how did it get so cold? No, I think it builds character. I don't know. No, um, or it builds like a strong jawline <laughs> because you're like, you're talking like this because you're so oh, that's fucking what cold. We need to do instead of oh, having oh, our faces cryo done. Freeze. We'll just cry all the time. <laughs> Crying on the subway, I really your... recommend it in the freezing cold. Just get yeah. your tears to get the yeah. I'm fucking yeah. good on uh, all No, that. I always say like I'd like I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> no, bring me back. I'm ready for it. <laughs> I always say I love my life in LA. I'm not the biggest fan of the city. In a sense. What city? I know. Well, that's yeah, the What are you even talking about? I'm obsessed. I love LA. I love all of the things, but it's not like a city. It's not like... As someone who, like, you know. grew up in Boston, lived yeah. in New York, I lived in London for a little bit. Like, that to me, like a walkable city. Well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, I had to kind of relearn how to drive when I got out here. Yeah. But, uh, wait, I'm, I'm jumping too far ahead. Uh, what brought me out here yeah. originally was uh, both my brothers lived out here. And then when I was living in New York, uh, there was my last year, essentially, like this family that I had been babysitting for for two years had moved away. Yeah. Uh, so that was like they were my big income that was going away. And then the other family, because I babysat for two families and the other family the kids were going to camp for the summer. They were getting older. I was there really just like, cause I had been there and like it, I was yeah. family and whatnot. Uh, and it was coming to like a conclusion yeah. sort of thing. So 
they were going to camp for the summer. And so I was going to have like no income. And so I was like, oh, well, I'll go to grad school. And um, right. I was like, why not? Uh, so I like thought about that for about eight seconds. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, well, then I'll just go home for the summer and hang with my parents and I'll, you know, write the play that'll get me into grad school. And that will be what yeah, I will do. Yeah. Where were you thinking um, about going to grad school? I'm just curious. I was going to go either somewhere in London so I could live yeah. there. I was going to go to like Yale, Columbia. Mm-hmm. Like I was going to go, you know, yeah. I was like, going to do it. I was going to do it right. or not do right. it. Like, not yeah, yeah, yeah. The it wasn't just a band aid for if I, was I don't have anything get, else to do. Yeah. If I was yeah, going to go sorry. get like a master's, I was going to go get a fucking master's. That's right. You know? I'm, that's how I am. <laughs> All or nothing. Yeah. And so I was, I, I genuinely entertained that thought. And, this was in June of 2017, 2016, I think. Um, and I was going to a family wedding in, in Pittsburgh, in Erie, Pennsylvania. And I had to take a 10-hour bus because I was too proud to like ask for money for the flight sort of thing. And it's fine. And I took this 10-hour bus ride. And on the bus ride, I got a casting notice that was um, asking for for a stand-in for an actress and I fit all her measurements and it was an A-list actress and I was like I can do that yeah, yeah why not yeah. uh so I applied and I went to this wedding with all my family who you know my extended family and they're like how's it I'm like New York's great it's so good yeah. I'm yeah. thriving lies, lies, oh lies, my god lies. Lies. I have this huge audition next Don't worry week about me. Yeah. like it's so good you know I took a bunch of my stuff for my mom to like take back home because I was gonna go home for the summer like mm. I was truly entertaining this I had literally like two months and then a couple extra hundred bucks or a hundred dollars in my bank account and so I went to this wedding and I came back and on a Monday I got a call from casting and they're like, so uh, the AD wants to interview you, um, but they want to move really fast. So we just want to make sure that we have someone who knows what they're doing. Do you have a lot of stand-in experience? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I do 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've never done it before. Uh, and she's like, okay, <laughs> cool. So uh, let's get you there. And so I went to the next day, I went to Steiner Studios, which oh. is in an old uh navy yard in new york it was my first time on like a studio lot lot. ever yeah Yeah, i've never been on a lot before um i'd been to warner brothers on the tour when i visited la but never like there for an audition we had to sign in yeah and like do the whole thing and so i got into the offices and uh this I didn't know what a second AD was at the time, but this, she was a second AD and she was like, hey, you're anesthesia, right? I was like, I am. She's like, okay, cool. Like, let's get you to meet the first AD and get, get you to meet the cinematographer. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, you, you, you're experienced in this, right? And I was like, mm-hmm, totally. And so I'm sitting there with the first AD. He was so nice to me. And I was like, listen, I'm gonna be straight with you. I've never done this before, but I come from theater. You give me a direction and I'm good to go. Yeah, and I was yeah. Like, Okay, and I think it's truly because my measurements and my coloring were like so perfect, perfect. that yeah. they were like, yeah, well, whatever, we'll teach her. And um, so I left the audition interview yeah, yeah. and I felt really good about it. And then the next day they called me in for like a dance call. And oh, so God, I was like, like yes, learning the, child. well, no, I wasn't. Oh, really? Cause I was like learning the dance call. And I really thought like I fucked up and telling them like I didn't have any experience in this 
And then I went to the dance call and I met the choreographer and then I met the director of the movie and whatever. And then I was, I learned the whole dance and I pick up choreography. That's what I was going to say. Like pretty easy peasy. Quick. Yeah. And, uh, and then I was talking to the second AD and I was like, so, and, I, and she's like, oh yeah, you, you are. And I was like, okay, great. And then the next day I went for a camera test and then I had my SAG card because I had Amazing. done literally yeah. three days of, of work. work. Done. And I got my SAG card and I got on set and um, it was amazing. How like, did you, I'm gonna, well, we'll talk about that later, but I wanna mark that about how you paid for your SAG card because that's a big deal because you can get your SAG card. We'll talk about that later because that's a that's a big question for people that are in the industry. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, so I got my SAG card and everyone, was so nice to me and um, this actress and I got on really well and we kind of because we were filming at the height of summer in New York City so it's a bajillion degrees and yeah, that's not an exaggeration yeah. uh, and nope. we're filming in the most iconic spots in New York Central Park Fifth Ave like Washington Square these most iconic sites um, I had a lot to do and it was yeah. really great and we ended up having this great rapport with each other and I loved working on set and then I went to go film another movie with her afterwards in London and Spain. And so um, I had earned my SAG card, but I wasn't going to do it just yet. And then when I was going to London, I was like, no, no, no. Like I need to you need it, yeah. be yeah. part of, I need some protection of some sort. Yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. kind of what pushed me to definitely do the whole thing. Um, but yeah, that, so anyway, that's a very long way to say is that like that summer was wild yeah I mean I had nothing and then I had everything and everyone on set again was so kind but they're like oh my god you're just so lucky like people work forever to get their sack of I'm like no no like this is like seven years of like right. blood this sweat and tears so right. I could just show up but that's the thing is people always doing. say like it just happened upon yeah. us or like it just it just happened it happened so quickly but no no it's it's 10 years of all the proper preparation yeah. and being good at what you do and yeah. listening and learning and being a good cast member and yes. a good person and showing up yeah. on time. Exactly, exactly. And being prepared that when it does happen, it jumps and goes. Mm -hmm. So you ha that's the thing. Is, is I remember um, uh, somebody telling me that there's like the circle or the triangle of being prepared, being educated, and then luck. Yeah, it's and that's so it. true. Like, if you don't have those two other ones, you have to be educated in what you do mm -hmm. and you have to be 100% prepared, be, be meaning you have to be on time, yeah. know that you, you know, are, you have to be a responsible person, you're making good connections and all that stuff. And then when the luck hits, you fucking go. Yeah. Which yeah. is kind of like, remember when we read, um, uh, you're a badass at making money. She yeah. kind of talked about that yeah. too, like making sure that all your ducks are in a row, which is kind of what we're doing with our production company mm, right, right now. And like, yeah. even though it's in its infancy in the sense of uh, the kind of work that- It's in the first few years. Well, we've what, done yeah. separately, but now we're, we're all bringing together. it together yeah. is kind yeah. of my point. Yeah. Um, that yeah. we're doing all of like the preparedness at this point so that when the opportunity arises, we're ready. We've yeah. got the education now, we're prepared. And then when. And that would be the worst happens, thing yeah. to ever, like I say, say with Fringe, is somebody's like, just, you know, you guys are amazing. I'm going to buy you a theater, right? Like that's going to happen. But. It's going to happen. <laughs> manifesting. <laughs> you your heads we're just manifesting flipped. that. It's happening. But 
if you're if you don't have well what would your season look like and we're like well right. I don't know right exactly and uh, no you're a fucking flake you're not ready yeah. and mm-hmm. you have to be ready and yeah. I remember being out here and having people say to me like oh you have an agent and I was like yeah yeah I have an agent and they're like oh I would you know if you can ever introduce me to your agent and I'm like yeah yeah give me your headshot and they're like well I'm gonna get a headshot and I'm like nope yeah. you're not ready I'm not yeah. fucking no yeah you, you have to be ready that's how I got my manager yeah that's right. Yeah. Yeah. I always said, like, you have to work really hard to be lucky. Because, that's, like, that's, that's, that's true. And I learned that that summer. Where Do you think that it has to do with, like, a mentality thing, though? Because you're already in that place where you're driven and you're putting into motion the work. And so it's not so much a luck situation as you're already, you're already, like, putting the building blocks to to lead you to the path, right? Like yeah. you're putting the path, the bricks down to get you to where yeah. those opportunities will uh, like open themselves to you. I think it's because what we do is like the stuff of dreams. Sort or of. insane. Or yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah, I like to say dreams to like, keep it positive. Ill. Yeah. Um, but I think that it's because the stuff we do is a stuff of dreams that like it gets mixed for luck and not hard work when like that's great that's a really good fucking point like it is hard work yeah and it's it's lucky because when it hits the payoff is like fucking awesome yeah i mean there's nothing more cool than like standing in the center of a set or you know standing there and the lights go up and you hear the audience gasp when you're on stage sort of thing so it's like that stuff feels lucky because not that's not something everyone can do it's like when i watch the olympics and i watch people stand on the podium and the Mm -hmm. national anthem plays i'm like god i will never ever feel what that yeah feels like yeah and maybe it's like the empathy in me i like feel a little left not sad or like left out but like i'll never know what that feeling is so i think it's like we feel lucky because it's so hard yeah. And I wonder if there's so much there's so much in there that you just talked about with being you know prepared and being lucky and luck comes from the all of the hard work that it seems like luck. And in the industry that we're in the the wins are fucking huge. Yeah. But the wins taking it all the way back are really impressive the whole way through, yeah. right? So like all of the little wins and I think that's for us what we have realized you and I are pretty good at seeing all of those things of our wins when we have those small wins she and I really are aware of them and that helps a lot during the way so that like enjoying the process of and but there are people out there who aren't gonna get an Oscar or aren't going to get that big standing in the middle of a theater and people gasp when you walk out yeah no but that are, yeah. are doing like yeah. real jobs that are yeah. you know saving lives or yeah. doing whatever yeah. and so wh- how do we because let me say it this way when you try to talk to an actor who's coming out here that wants to be an actor and we will get to that stuff but if you people ask you well what what do i do and there is no what do i do there's no there's no like step by step no. by step Everyone's by step, path right? Is so different. Everyone's path is so different. And the fact that you went, you were about to not necessarily give up, but you were like, okay, here's a story that a lot of people will tell. I was about to give up. 
Mm-hmm. And then something hit, right? And in your story, it could be taken that way. However, mm-hmm. what your story is, is I was looking at what was in front of me and I was going to make sure I was moving the right direction. Yeah. No matter what that may be. And so they're, they're, the hardest thing is there's no book on how to be an actor and how to be successful out here because Correct. everyone discovers it in the, their own way. But if you're working in like as a teacher or as an ER nurse or as whatever, what is... For them, they have to figure out what is their big win, right? And so we all sort of have to figure out what our small wins are along the way and then what the big win is for us. It's it's just interesting you say that. When I was at Beverly Hills Playhouse, we would all, like, so before we ever started class, um, you had to, you said your wins. Oh, that's nice. And so everyone stood up and said, even if it was, I audition today for so-and-so whatever yeah some people it was like i registered my script on you know through the writers my casting site right something so it was never some people's were huge and some people's were small Mm -hmm. but it was still a win recognizing that because we were there together twice a week so it was one of those things where it was but it's just interesting you even said it that way yeah but and and that you know that that was an important part of starting class even yes but you know? i think then that's the thing is like we have a lot of people that are listening that are not necessarily in the industry but our industry our our industry is so just out there and and seen and heard of that the private people of being a teacher or you know hell i was a mom and when i was at my toughest right. with my kids I had a I had a journal and I still have it to this day that was only filled with the things that my kids did that were positive that day because right. um you know my kids were pretty tough mm-hmm. yeah. you know I had two boys that were real close in age and um and it was very challenging yeah and there was a lot of um fight you know fighting back and struggling and you know my 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 older has proven to be. Uh, a very strong-willed <laughs> yeah. person. Well, he's also very smart, he's which a, is hard yes, to deal but with. But when he child. was little, yeah. he didn't know how to manage that. Yeah. And so there were a lot of times where I felt like I was failing as a parent. And just to be able to put in there, and I still have it, and they're, they're, they're not bullet points, they're hearts. Oh. And it's literally all the good things That's that happened that idea. day. Yeah. So it was always, but at the end of the day, me looking at that and going, well, today wasn't so bad. Look at all of these good things that happened. Right. Yeah. So right, I right. think that regardless of this is your is that industry, where the addiction to bullet bullet journaling came. <laughs> oh, I, oh, girl, was your, <laughs> <laughs> are you kidding me? I, I need to see my wins. I highlighted. I need them highlighted. I need them in a box. That I need is this so box true. to be pink. I mean, that's yes. what I'm saying. Is your yes because you felt the positivity that came from it because you were doing it for survival. Right. Right. And then it became something very neat and tidy, which is fine. Her bullet journals are fucking. Oh, she saw. I laughed two weeks. I can't do it. And I, I'm pretty like I already created my this week's. It's fine. I am lucky if I use a highlighter. Point is, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, yeah. or if you're at home, or whatever it is. You can put these positive absolutely things into motion because then right. you get to. But see ours exactly is so exposed. Not only because we're doing the podcast on it, but but being an actor is so exposed because people often hear our story. Stories, whether it be at the Oscars or it's you know at an award show or, or on a podcast at, or on a podcast, <laughs> or it's on you know an interview they do on Letterman or 
whatever that doesn't exist on Carson. <laughs> Some people are like on the photograph, right? Right. So, right. So, but that's what I mean is our our stories are put out there. Our our journeys are put out there on a regular basis. And everybody, yes, in the industry, they always say, well, everyone has a different journey and blah, blah, blah. But I remember moving out here and being like, give me a fucking book. I need to check off my list of things I need to do to be an actor. And I actually did. There's a book called, Judy Kerr wrote it, called Acting is Everything. And I'm telling you what, if you're a new actor coming out here, I know there's old references in there about managers and stuff that are, but she had really good, I highlighted the fuck out of that going, I'm going to do this and then this and then this. However, after I read the book and once I got started, my journey diverted off the path. I was about to say, and this can actually transition well into the next phase with her is like, when you, you know, like you said, nobody's journey is the same and you kind of don't know where you're going to end up. I mean, I went to school for theater you as well studied I as didn't. an actress. No, but I mean, you've studied. You, yeah, yeah, you yeah, went yeah. in yeah. going in, like, I'm yeah. going to be an actress. And then here we are directing, producing, yeah. writing. Yeah. Those were not things that I went to school going, no. I'm going to do that. I never thought in my wildest dreams yeah. I'd be a producer. That no. was too heady for no. me. Same. I'm like in my yeah. heart, I'm in well, my chest. We didn't chest. even know what a producer was. I had it took us a long time to, to figure out. Actually, we hated <laughs> because what, the idea of what we thought was producers is we had to find the money. Right. And then I found out that you could be a creative producer and you can manage that and you can tell story yeah. that way. Yeah. And yeah, from yeah. and when having the ability, I think why creative producing has been such a great little nugget yeah. is because we have directed, we have acted, we have written. And so yeah. now we know who to pull and we know how to guide and we know, you know how to build like, a team too. Yeah, exactly. Right. And yeah. so you not only now then moved to LA was this because of this work with so, this doing stand-in and then it led you to what you're doing now? All a very long way to say yes, yeah. essentially. So like I finished those two films, I was on top of the world and then I didn't work for a whole year. And I like took ad hoc babysitting jobs and then I moved to LA. And getting out of New York and moving to LA at 29 was one of the best things I ever did for myself, even though I miss it. Like I said, I miss it daily. You left your 20s in New York. I left my 20s in New York. (laughs) Uh, But no, I truly mean that because, you know, let's say the pandemic never happened and life went on as normal. I, part of me is worried that I would still be nannying and in kind Mm -hmm. of the same loop. Whereas when I moved to LA, uh, I had to get a job really quick. And so I moved here and I just was like, I'm going to be a personal assistant. I had no personal assistance. Like, no, experience. you're a good personal but person. Like, yeah. Uh, and then I like got, I took my resume up and down Ventura Boulevard and just like handed it out at every restaurant possible. I had my friend lie and say, I used to work at his restaurant in New York. Cause if you're a New York waiter, yeah, you they're like, hired. Yes, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I got hired at this one restaurant and, um, it was the worst experience of my entire life. I, you know what, real quick, when I'm gauging from all of this and listeners, if I'm wrong, but um, I'm I'm like starting to gather that <laughs> if you really want to make it in this industry, you lie. 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 That's actually lie. not wrong. Okay. I, don't know if I, I just I made lie, those though. connections. Just, Please but, go on. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's I not lie. untrue, but you just stretch the truth. You're an actor. Stretch the right. truth. Play um, the role. Play, play the part. Uh, but I, I got this job for about a month, and then I got a job at a talent agency, mm-hmm. and that came with that its is... own set of issues. However, that's a good gateway drug. 
that well, it is. one it year you, yeah. on a desk yeah. allowed yeah. me to now become a creative exec. And yes, it's so true. It taught me that like, sure, I might not be acting or auditioning every day. I might not be writing every day, but I'm reading a script every day. That's I'm right. working with the writer every day. I'm creating story and, and moving things like that. And you that. have your finger on the pulse of what actually yes. is happening. And instead of chasing something. That mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if I would have known that that option was a thing for me. Right, 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 right. Isn't that what I, so yeah. I did, uh, uh, and still haven't finished, but um, the UCLA extensions for television development mm-hmm. and television and film development, but uh, I met with one of my professors, so all of them work in the industry, you know, and I, I had a one-on-one with one of um, my professors and she was talking about that. And I just, you know, she was saying, they were basically talking about that's you're getting into the industry, like getting into an agency like that. Mm-hmm. And and that's a great way to start working. But then she was like, but you're already like in your 40s and, and you already have a lot from what you're telling. You know, I can right. see you have a lot of experience. It was a script reading class, like yeah. how to do and that, which I've already done tons of. Yeah. Like doing that kind of stuff. So yeah. she was like, you're obviously more advanced for yeah. that. So no, you wouldn't be interning at an agency. Right, right, right. You need to just look, you for, just, like, look for a job. No, she's like, you just need to be doing your own shit. Basically. <laughs> like, I you've already, that. yeah. You already know how to like, do this. I love yeah. that. Well, that's Pretty fucking much. awesome. So I was like, well, yeah. I do need Let's to start work. a production so company. I know you. <laughs> but it's just interesting because that was her first thing, yeah. too. It was like, if well, you're getting a, in, that's what you do. That's a lot. Of, there's a lot of jobs that you just don't even know exist. Well, right. until you're so like I, in it and you go, I'm actually really good at this. And yeah. yeah. But like I wrote a script and I was talking to um, another friend of mine and she had read it. And I had the main character, the main guy character. He was like a writer and whatever. And the girl was a writer, wannabe director. And like he had to live in New York and she had to live in L.A. And how are they to blah, blah. And she's like, Anesthesia, it's they're writers. They can write anywhere make her like a doctor or resident. Yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Um, oh, there are other jobs in the world. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Wait, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, crazy. Yeah. And so you do forget though, because like you're in a bubble and it's like, oh, yeah. this is this is the world. Everyone well, my wants to be a oldest, we just went toward a college <laughs> today and he wants to go into television and film, to, uh, you know, but he wants to do the focus in editing. However, you still have to present a portfolio, which shows that you know how to tell story. Mm-hmm. And that was our main thing. Like, we don't care what the equipment is. We don't care if the acting is good. We don't care. But if you can show us you can, you understand story and can tell story, we can give you the equipment. Yeah. Like, we can do yeah, all that. Yeah, yeah. And so in the car, you know, as, of course, a story like person, right. I'm going, so what kind of story do you want to tell? I mean, you've got to, literally, you have two parents who are in production and directing, and yeah. I, your mom can write, and I understand story, and, like, so we can help you out even if you just like, want to edit the piece. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, what are you going to write about, like, teenage angst <laughs> with an overbearing mother who you don't understand and appreciate until she's dead? And he was like, That's a good story. I don't, my fucking I know, he was like, Sure. <laughs> you know, like, Maybe. it's probably going to be about video games and dicks. <laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, but I'm like, what are you going to yeah. write about? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> you I don't want to talk about it. It's going to be alone in my I'm like, write what you know, write what you know, Kai. I know it's really my right hand, but I don't know And my I know left my left hand, hand when I sit on it. But as a it. visitor. <laughs> 
Do you know what I was just thinking about? Is today I was actually thinking about the <laughs> the saying sit and spin. Right? It makes me laugh. I think we like No, so I have literally it's actually on one wait, of my notes up here. Is no sit and spin. It was from Fonzie, I think you say it or, or Richie yeah, Cunningham. Sit and spin. Sit and spin. Is so it like, a good thing? Sit, or sit on your hand and sit on your, oh. like put your hand up your ass and spin. Got it. Sit and spin. Do you know, like, I, I have a whole thing. I want to have an episode sorry, that so we young. only talk about where phrases come from. I want to do that too. Yes. Do you have, like, phrases yeah, that we yeah, say yeah, yeah. regularly yes. and where And they come we from? still have the greatest generation in the family too. He's the last, one of the last ones. He's quite old. He just had his 85. 85. Yeah. He farts dust. Maybe. I don't even know if anything comes out anymore. I was say, we could hope for that. <laughs> Let's hope. Bless his heart. No, but that's what I mean. Is like he, we still have the greatest generation in our in our is lives. He is. He's greatest generation. Yeah. Is it though? It's not the greatest generation. I was about to say, like, is it kind though? of the worst generation? <laughs> I was gonna They're say, just old. it's different. It's different. They struggled a lot. Yeah. That's bad. what they told us they were. Right, and we Brew. believed it yeah, this yeah, whole time. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. No, no, nah, they're pretty great. But um, ISP. <laughs> well, so we I have to end this part of the episode because now, well, real quick, let's close it up because yeah. now you are a, a, a development executive yeah. and working on, like what she said, have your finger on the pulse of like yeah. what people want and. And you know your work grabbing IP and working with people with like from books and yeah, it's kind of novels, yeah, story, yeah, 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 yeah. and <clears throat> so it's gone full, full circle for you. I think what it, it, it comes down to and why it because we're so multifaceted in our talents that I always, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, but I always just sum it up as I'm a storyteller. Yeah. Because whether I'm directing yeah. or whether I'm writing or whether I'm producing or whether I'm whatever it is, consulting, yeah. we're story, we're telling story. Yeah. And that's kind of the point. Like, you know, you want to tell story that is making somebody else feel a certain way. Yeah. And, you know, we may not be the doctors that are healing people this way, but we're helping and healing in other ways. We, we tell yeah. ourselves that. It's my true. mission. It's, it's true. true. Yeah. I, mean, I agree. I agree. Because we need it. It's a, it is a... A therapy. A, it is a thousand, thousand year old way that we as a species have been able to... Relate. Communicate yeah. and make people think and put a mirror up That's to society. I, yeah. We are storytellers. I always think I always think of myself, especially as a director, as I'm the communicator therapist. Whether mm. it be through yeah. working with my actors to make sure that you're, they feel comfortable finding the story and being vulnerable, or whether it's making sure that they, the audience feels what we're... They're in it with us. And that yeah. we're making sure that we're staying true true to yeah. the message in the actual script from the, from the yeah, story from the writer yeah. Yeah. which is why we get along because I will like yeah. it it's great it's great I'm well uh, everybody this is not the last that you're going to hear from Miss Anastasia she is actually going to be uh, a, a regular actor I'm within be this so company. annoying to all you guys, and uh, <laughs> and we will have her on Patreon a lot because she's on our journey with this whole Fringe Festival. Miss mm-hmm. um, Julie will be coming up soon. Yes, because um, she is actually directing Keep Me for Yeek. Fringe Festival. Oh so. my gosh. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's going to be great. You'll be on that journey with us. You'll see more of her. And if you want to gain any more information from Miss Anastasia, especially in the realm of 
how practical application of how to do all of the things that she's been through and what mistakes she's made, what you can do differently. I mean, I think really, if you don't want to join a patron, which I, I discourage you from not, but just lie. <laughs> And then that's uh, all, you'll, that's get, all you'll get you every role, you'll get the job, you'll get all Do it. not it. ever tell someone in an agency that you can ride a horse if you can not ride a that's horse. That's true. That's bad. That's, that's bad. actually bad. That's bad. It really that's is bad, bad because bad. you just wasted a lot of that was a joke. time. That's no, comedy. Yeah. That's comedy. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> Explain I know that. sign language. Do you? No. no. Oh my god! Did you see those? Some of those women, though, the this. people that are like oh, that, that got that called out, it? And faked it. There was a guy that faked fucking knowing sign language. And it language. was like a During serious. The major, it was like DeSantis or something. Yeah, it was like something. a news. I mean, I'm not saying. And he didn't. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, definitely I mean, wasn't. Elizabeth Warren. Listen, maybe that's a fighter she we want to really pissed. No, she knows sign She would she never. Knows she knows everything. She's going to save us. Like, Elizabeth Warren. Hashtag. Moms Art 2 is produced by Rob Adler with Brooklyn Frequency. Music by Kai Sample. <laughs>